ahoy! I'm not even bothering calling for Martin anymore. I just know he's, know he's not going to be here. Um, it's been a nightmare, apparently. Um, as I say, Yannick's nephew, who works on um, Martin's premises, um, has just set up this new blacksmith forge, been making this new pair of ironwork gates. Um, I mean, they're having no end of trouble, apparently. Anyway, Martin is beside himself, still can't make it this week. Um, I, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he's, he's, he said something about the hinges, but I, couldn't, I, I wasn't entirely following. But um, I thought, um, you know, when the cat's away, the mouse might play yet another treat from the Time Ghost archives. You see, Time Ghost, um, as you know and love it now, had an origin and it had an origin way back in the mists of time, 2008, I think it was. Anyway, I think that's when this episode comes from. Anyway, here we go. Here goes the graphic. Glug, 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 glug. Welcome to Time Ghost. With Craig Children and Martin Bain-Jones. Yes, and we're going to be taking you on a, a cultural barge holiday. That's right. As it were, down the... Um, the uh, I can't think of a, a um, I don't know, down the canals of contemporary culture. That's right. See, as we as as we as we hobnob with the with the the lock keepers, and we argue in country pubs. Exactly, taking the rectal temperature of culture. So, Martin, um, let me just sort of kick us off. Yes. Uh, oh, into touch. Let me go and get the ball again. Bring it back. Place it more carefully this time, and just and just kick us off. There we go. There we go. Um, just with uh, the credit crunch, um, we, uh, we hear so much about it in the newspapers. The credit crunch. Um, what does it mean? What What does it mean for us culturally? What does it mean? What's it saying about the fibre of the culture? Where are we with the credit crunch? Well, well, credit crunches, I suspect, are always things that will be best documented retrospectively because it, once one's in it, one has absolutely no idea what essentially is, is going on and what to expect. Um, we've been so used, I suppose, to uh, living a, a kind of uh, an existence where... Who knew it? We were, apparently we were living high on the hog. We no, were. Nobody told me at the time. I mean... As far as I was concerned, I was still struggling to buy the groceries. I mean, I had no idea we were having it so good, frankly. But apparently now, it's all gone completely tits up. Well, the, the, the joy of our particular profession, I suppose, is that we are sort of... We're, we're counter-economic, really. So oh, we, yeah. we're, we're sort of credit crunch-proof, if you like. We're oh, recession-proof. Like yes, because yeah. people like middle-aged men to bang on a lot when, uh, when the chips are down. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's good for, uh, it's good for the, um, the opinion business. Oh, I yeah, because we can all have lots of opinions about it. That's right. I think. Do you think there's a, there's a sort of parallel, a little bit, rather in the same way that as soon as everybody started using calculators at school, suddenly no one could actually do sums anymore. We've sort of we've sort of cut out that that essential middle bit of life's experience, the bit where you actually learn how to do things. Do you know what I mean? Where we just we sort of exist up here. And we have other people to sort of exist down there, and there's nothing happening in the middle. You know, the whole thing's going to collapse. It's a calamity. The problem is, I think, that no one in this country uh, would deign to work in a call centre because we all think we're, we're I'm not too doing grand. It. Well, no, I wouldn't. You and I, we did blessed lives. You see, we go to a gig, we get tickets from Wapping. You know, we we go to a gallery, we're, we're ushered in through the press door. We're living in a cultural bubble. Well, also we get to jump the queue. You mm. see, and when we call a call centre, it's a rude awakening for you and I. You know, suddenly we have to queue with the mouth breathers. You know, we're in a queue. 
Our call is valuable to them. They're experiencing a high volume of calls at the moment. But, you know, we've got to wait with, with everyone else. A lot of people don't write for the Times, as I'm beginning to realise. And, you know, suddenly just because I'm Martin Bain Jones of Wapping, you know, that, 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 that counts for, for jack shit when it comes to calling a call centre, you know. So we suddenly have to realise, we have to realise what it's like for, for, the, for, for the average person. And then we get cut off. And I have to say, I've, I've never felt any sort of empathy with a suicide bomber. But that's happened to me twice in a row, and I have never known fury like it. Never. No, I begin to know it, to be disenfranchised, to be, you know... I, I, I've, I think I've, I've known what it was like to be a terrorist, I think. That kind of blind fury against a faceless, faceless organisation. Powerful. Power. There's no power like the... The, the off button in a call centre, you know, someone's had to wait nearly 80 minutes, possibly, to speak to that lady in Bangalore. And then if she can't be asked to do a problem, she just presses the off button, and you've just, that's your life, wasted. I know, I don't understand in 24, you know, why Jack Bauer bothers with, uh, with you know, the cattle prod and, uh, you know, electric probes. I just say, you know, no, play, play the softly, softly game. Uh, have a, a washing machine delivered to the terrorist's house. Um have some man come round and, and plumb the washing machine in. Uh, but on the quiet, removing a tiny little bit of circuitry, perhaps, from one of the control panels. Leave them with a telephone number. Leave them with a telephone number for a, uh, for a you know, a... a an indesit. An indesit an indesit call centre. Well, you know, like the blue touch paper, stand well back, let the poor fucker try and get someone in Bangalore to fix his washing machine and see how far he gets. Yes. I think, I think then we'll find out exactly where the... Uh, where the bomb is planted. I, I can't have thinking that would be that would be pouring petrol on a on the on the conflagration though, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm the terrorists are already quite cross. I think I'd be playing with well, with with That's fire probably and right. Worse. It's probably unworkable as an actual solution. Uh, I mean, think of the cost alone and the logistics of delivering all those washing machines. We've I mean, got to know who is a terrorist in the first place. I'm not saying it hasn't got some rough edges. Another result of the, another consequence of the credit crunch might be that uh, packaging might become a thing of the past. Do you think? Do you think we'll just we'll be buying things from heaps? No, no, just as they are. You just take them. Yes, I do. Um, I, I think that's, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think you, you'll walk into, you know, you'll go to buy, um, I don't know, for example, name something you buy on a on a on a daily basis. Um, batteries. Batteries. There'll be just you, you, there'll just be a, a heap of batteries. In, you know, nice displays like we used to have in supermarkets. That's good. Yes, we've been a bit wanton with our packaging, haven't we? We've been a bit. Wanton. We've been a bit remiss. I think yes. Yeah. Yeah. Prodigal. I think was the word. No, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I think part of the problem also is is along with the, the, the knowledge gap is we've we've outsourced expertise. We've outsourced knowledge. Yeah, and absolutely. now also we 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 now even outsource the upbringing of our children. I've I have three three daughters, um, but my wife and I have to work full time just to keep our heads above water. You know, there's no way anyone can just swan about. And the, the luxury of being able to bring up a family and 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 keep a house is something that people will be looking back and envying those 1950s housewives that were so ridiculed uh, by the feminists in the 60s. Don't let Daisy hear me say that, of course. She'll, she'll have, quite literally, my bollocks for earrings. How is Daisy, by the way? Oh, she, she's, very, she's very well. You know, she, she's quite angry. 
She is. I saw she had a book out. She is a book. It's, a, it's a sort of um, well, serialisation of her blog. Yes, yeah, so it hasn't been released yet, but uh, yes, they're keeping it. They're keeping it under wraps. Yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, very exciting. Yes, yes, very exciting. And the, the previews all seem to be pretty, very promising. Yes, it's it's quite explicit, isn't it? Her her website. You know, the the thing that she writes on the on the internet. Um, well, I suppose it is. Yes, yes. Yes, is, is that feminist are. now to sort of write about the, you know, frenulum between your perineum, your perineum or whatever it is? She, she, she does write quite extensively about. Well, I'll have to come clean. My perineum, yes. It's, I don't know why. She, she, yes, she does focus on that quite a lot. It's there in practically every paragraph. She's absolutely obsessed with it. I mean, I, I mean, I just is that is that is that a blog? Is that is that what a blog is? Just basically, well, it, she deals with many things, you know, and, and and bless her, she has she has a she has a very, a very explicit take on things. I, I I must admit, I find Daisy a little bit. I never know quite. Um, I never know quite where I am with Daisy. I never quite. For example, once I uh, I introduced her at a party as as uh, as your wife. Oh yes, was, don't oh, do that. Oh. Yeah, no, she doesn't like that. That's I think that's possessive. Yes, it was. Yes, she's that's possessive. It made so, her very angry. I think I think we're part. I think I say I'm, she's my partner. That's right. She's my. We, we are each other's partners. She's she's her own. She has a partnership in our marriage. I can't remember exactly what it is, but I think I basically I just introduced her as Daisy Stern. She likes to be called Daisy Stern. Daisy. Well, she? The, the children call her Daisy Stern as well, which is which is which is nice. It just keeps things easy. Yeah. Daisy Stern. Daisy Stern. Daisy Stern. Can I have some breakfast? Daisy Stern, can we go to the park this afternoon? But no, she doesn't do breakfast. We've we've outsourced that. We we have a, 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 a well, a very a very very good company we use a lot uh, called Sitars. They're uh, an Indian company. Um, we initially used them just for for babysitting. It's wonderful. You, you, you dial them up. They say, you know, is this for? Would you want our babysitting service plus one? If if you want our our, our cleaning service plus two, etc. Yeah. You press one, and they say the call's valuable. Eventually, you get through, and you just leave the handset. In the in in the child's bedroom, so Tits has the has the handset in her room. Sorry, can we, just, can we just get back a minute there? Who who has the handset in her room? T- tits, Letitia, Letitia, our, our our little baby girl. You called your child Tits. Well, no, she's called Letitia. We call her Tits as a as a fun. So yes, um, Daisy Stern and I call her her Tits. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a Daisy Stern, the feminist, has called her daughter Tits. Well, it's it's short for Letitia. It's also short for Tits. Well, she's only young. You know, I dare say when she. Well, that makes it better. The fact that she's young, well, I she think hasn't got any. I just think I know when when she when she comes to 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 to, to womanhood, I, I I dare say uh, we'll probably call her Letty or something else, or really? or, or just Letitia or or, or Letitia Bain Jones. Not Titsy Stern. I think probably Letitia Bain Jones. Daisy Stern's daughter Tits. Hello. This is well, yes, there we are. Daisy Stern's tits. Yes, they could. Yes, I hadn't really thought about that. The tits of Daisy Stern. That's yes. Quite often it does say when we're photographed uh, in some of those magazines, it says uh, Martin Bain Jones, Daisy Stern, and tits. <laughs> My mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories so you don't have to. Keep calm and love Dom Jolly novelty keyring. Yeah, fridge magnets. Yeah, I love that. The G-Spot. 
the good vibrations, guys. Green dot laser sight rifle oh. gun scope. I bought that quite a lot of times. I think. Right, okay. The sex doctor's guide to keeping it hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of great apps up now, and new ones dropping every Monday. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster from Great Big Al. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Way, I won't be, um, I won't be obeying the credit crunch. Go on, you won't, sure be, you won't right. be. Yes, you won't be falling foul of, of the, the credit crunch. I won't be. I won't be buying lots of organic food. Why not? It's too, it's too bloody expensive. Well, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind. You know, I mean, I don't mind saving the planet. You know, when it doesn't cost me anything, or when, when I'm, you know, sawing it off. But when I'm, uh, you know, when I'm a bit strapped. Like I am now. I'm That's not spending money on So you think food. people's principles are the first, the first casualties of the credit crunch. People are abandoning their principles. We're seeing organic food. I think I did read this. I'm going to be there with a whistle at the entrance to the hen house saying, pack them in, lads. Pack them in. Standing room only. Get that one. There's room there. Well, Look, t- that, that chicken could stand on that chicken's head. Look. Come on, get them in cut, there. Yeah, cut their beaks off and then they won't peck each other to death. Yeah, for God's sake. It's busy, yeah. Yeah. Show some sense. Yes, you know. but... Um, I'll tell you why I think you're wrong, though. I think we're all going to have to be a lot more organic as, as, as the price of oil rises. Because, you know, we've got far too used to food being just transported all over the place willy-nilly. Mm, you know, even stuff that is meant to be locally sourced, you find that... Uh, I was speaking to a friend of mine who raises organic carrots. He raises you're them. talking about Prince Charles, aren't you? No, no, I'm not. No, no. A friend of mine who raises um, organic carrots in West Wales and he distributes them it's organic... It's Prince Charles, isn't it? No. Who distributes organic carrots in West Wales... To a local supermarket, but then has to, they have to go all the way to Coventry, and then yeah. all the way to be Bristol, Bristol to be to be distributed. Yeah. I mean, the, the absurd waste of of fuel and, and transport. I tell you what, but that's that's um, organic food all over, isn't it? Lack of yeah, organisation. Yes. The trouble is, there are too many. I'm all for organic. The principles are organic, but they're, they're too woolly woolly headed. I mean, Even the shops, the yeah, shops, especially so, the shops, so disorganised. Yes. I mean, just because it's organic doesn't mean. Everything has to be organic, like the process by which... I mean, I don't, I don't want the process by which people learn how to work the tills, for example, to be organic. That doesn't need to be organic. I don't want them to sort of come in as sort of raw materials. Oh, it's organic. The shelves, so l- the shelves don't have to be organised in, in an organic way. No, that's crackers. There's no earthly reason why all the stuff can't be on the same floor. Why is it whenever I'm, I'm at Fresh and Wild, and I frequently am, I've practically... You know, there's some, always some kind of spiral staircase. I've got to put everything down... I've got to sherpa all my stuff up there. Yes, and you're halfway through queuing at the, and you've been there for about 
about a month, yeah, so basically, I've, while the person at the till works out I've forgotten the organic caster sugar. Has anyone got a rope ladder and, a you know, some climbing tackle so I can get them back up to the... Yeah, or, or you're queuing, and then they start, the, the, the man in... The woolly man behind the thing then suddenly says, Oh, sorry, I'm afraid we're... we're shut. They're oh, usually, we they're usually Scandinavian. They're all, they're all, I'm sorry, we're shutting this down now. That's, Where's that's he from? Stavanger, I don't know. Somewhere like that. Anyway... You know what they look like. And so you've just got to the front. They have to go downstairs and queue for another couple of weeks while yet more people made out of wool decide how to press buttons on the till and read, you know, read price yeah, labels. Yeah. A, Let's uh, see if we can develop a language organically Yes. in time to be able to serve this customer. Yes. Just because they're organic doesn't mean they have to be hopeless. But, you know, they've got to get... They've got to realise they've got to apply sort of breadhead capitalist thinking. Oh, to they their can't organic do that, Martin. Thing. They can't organise the shop. No. No, no, they couldn't do that. That'll, mm. be, that'll be selling out to the man. That'll be everything that the organic food industry, uh, you know, has been built to withstand. Well, I see what you're saying. Oh. But uh, for as long as they do that, they're also going to withstand trade and custom, which are all things that are quite important if they want to get by as a shop. Travelling on the train, um, to Heathrow, in fact, the, uh, as I went through a tunnel, they, I don't know how the technology works, but they've got a thing called side track. And it's a, whole, it's a, it's a screen that appears through your window and shows a... a, 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 a you know, I don't know how the hell it works, but it's a, it shows a, a moving image. And, of course, that's now going to be used... They've found another space, yet another space, to advertise on. Oh, this is it just absolutely dements me. Well, well you know you know my problems with advertising anyway, Martin. Well, I, yes, I can guess. Yeah, well, no, vis-a-vis, you know, the, the codependent capitalism. I'm oh, always, you know, so, it's yes, one of my yes. it's one of my bugbears. Yes. Uh, it's one of my incidentally I read the most annoying thing on a carton of drink that I bought yesterday. Yes, go on. Which said um this this drink is made from fruit and clouds. That's despicable. I just thought that's just, I've got another codependent capitalism. Yep. There's a, I can't remember what, I can't remember who it is you ring up. I think it's, it might be one of our, might be a company a lot of million miles from, from the Times, actually. But it's one of, those, one of those sort of TV companies, I think, you ring up. And if you ring up the thing, the menu, he goes, hi. There's a girl's voice. She says, hi there. Hi. Thanks for calling. She says in her in her sort oh, of the friendly ooh, menu choices. Friendly. That's exactly because if you want to do so and so, hit one. If you want to do this, it's two. Honestly, I, I could have, I could have, I want to track her down and hang her like a dog. Yeah, do you hang dogs? If you want to track me down and hang me like a dog, hit four. Hit me. But you know, it, it, stop all this. Hit one and hi. Honestly, it's also when you ring when you ring the Odin, you get this woman who's practically orgasmic. Welcome to the Odeon Cinema. Honestly, it's the it's if if she smiled anymore, her mouth would crack. Yes, it's it's terrifying. I tell you, I think who started it was um, Virgin. I think did they one of the companies that started it? Yeah, it's basically yes. it's the um, the idea being it's exactly the same service. It's just got some friendly person. It's got some friendly with a slight croak in her voice because I'm a sort of sexy. Oh, you're you're meant to think I look like Fern Cotton or Britain. I can't remember which one. Which the one? One's the young one. One's the the lovely one who's with with Phil, thingy. One's in. One's extremely attractive but intensely irritating. The other is, possibly the other side of. You know. 
gorgeous. Uh, yes. But um, but lovely. Absolutely lovely and wonderful company. Yes. Yes, it's extraordinary, isn't it? If only they could have swapped. No, yeah. that's unfair. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have them any other way. I know which one I prefer. Anyway, you were talking about the um, you were talking about the adverts. Advertisements. Well, I just wonder though if. How's this as an idea? I was putting. I was thinking this. What if all because every train you get on has now got some blaring TV screen with adverts on it? You know, I've, hang on, I've just paid to sit here. I don't. You, you're. You know what I mean? What they should do is you pay a normal ticket to travel in a normal carriage, or you can go in the carriage which has the telly in, and you get a fiver off your ticket. That's how it should work. Oh, how about so you're, not sticking adverts in every single available space? It's like somebody's going to, you know. Tattoo a commercial on the inside of my eyelids when I'm asleep. I mean, it's just someone absolutely... done that. Someone, someone gave up their forehead to, I think, to McDonald's, and they they were paid money yep. to have McDonald's. Well, tattooed. that's the actor that plays Ronald McDonald. That's who's done that. Oh, he gave oh, right. up his entire face to McDonald's. That's 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 the, that's the person who gave up all all he... shred of human dignity uh, to McDonald's. The actor who plays Ronald McDonald, that's who that is. Oh, right, yes, well, and well, he got, uh, he got duly recompensed. But, um... What, he got to keep the outfit or something? What? I should think probably that all got to eat as many Happy Meals as, as he could stomach. About three. Well, looks like time has caught up with us again. And uh, we will have to wrap it up there. Um, but be sure we shall be banging on again this time next week on the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Greg. Goodbye. Goodbye. Time Ghost was written and created by Alexander Armstrong and Ben Miller. This episode was originally released by The Times in 2008. And it was produced by John Davenport and edited by Ed Ryland. Time Ghost is a hat-trick podcast.